Where do we start this? And the answer doesn't matter. We're having a good time. Right. <laughs> he couldn't wait to get in here. You need sales balls to make sales calls. Sure. I'm tweeting that puppy. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. We're your hosts, Jeffrey and Jen Gittimer. I'm the author of The Little Red Book of Selling and 15 other best-selling books and the creator of the seven-figure sales formula program. I grew up in Philadelphia, sold in New York City, but was smart enough to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm the author of Sales in the New York Minute and creator of Breakthrough Business Babe Community. Fun fact, I'm obsessed with our dogs and consider them humans. If you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sell or Die is for sales professionals, salespeople, sales managers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to sell more at full price, earn loyalty, and have an unlimited stream of referrals. Every single episode is going to give you real-world, easy-to-implement solutions so that you can get your calls returned, your proposals read and acted on, all while creating relationships that you can take all the way to the bank. It's time to sell or die. Okay, Die Hard, we are here for you. And we are ready to give you a piece of information that you probably weren't expecting. Let's go back about 37 years ago. I got a call from Rebecca's teacher that my daughter, Rebecca, was procrastinating. And the teacher says she comes in, she fiddles with her desk, she puts away everything, takes out everything, goes to the bathroom, comes back, and it takes her 20 minutes to get to go to work. So Rebecca comes home, and I said, uh, so Rebecca, tell me about school. What do you mean, Daddy? Well, tell me what you do. Well, I get to school and I go to work. Now, that's her perception versus the teacher's perception. And you as a diehard may think that when you get to work, that you go to work. But really, you're screwing around for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and lose the most productive part of the day, which is when you first start out. That's when the gatekeeper may not be in the office yet. That's when the CEOs who's already been there for an hour says, yeah, I'll just stay for another 10 minutes, then I'm going to leave. That's the critical time in the day when you can make that first appointment and you're too busy making coffee, straightening up your desk, getting ready to get ready. Ever have that happen with one of your peeps, Jen? You coach people Ooh, for a while. Getting ready to get ready. I love that. Huh. I had to think about that for a second. You know, I'm thinking about my morning routine and I think I do kind of get ready to get ready but not in that procrastination kind of way, I don't think. I mean, I'm trying to be objective here, but I do get my mind ready and I do get my blood flowing with a workout or something that moves my body. And I do get my game, essentially, my head game ready. And then I'm ready, but I'm not like sitting there futzing around because, you know, that kind of stuff, like fixing your desk and making your place ready and all that, that should have been done the night before. So that when you come in fresh, you're ready. 
Now, we're alone, though. It's just me and you, or it's me alone and you alone. Some people go to work, and there's like five other coworkers there, and they shoot the shit about what was on television last night. Did they have an argument with their spouse or their kids? Somebody's sick. Somebody's not sick. I'm talking about really time down the hole. I got time. you. I got you. Yeah. You get to work and you have to like get your coffee and then you have to go talk right. to people. Right. I think that working from home has for a lot of people has really cut a lot of that out. What do you think? Well, yeah and no. I think they find different rabbit holes. If they're used to not getting ready to go to work right away, they'll go online and see who got fat on Facebook or they'll <laughs> pick something out that some rabbit hole. And they jump down that rabbit hole for a while and they go, oh, oh, wait, let me call Bob. He's tops on my list. Now, my statement is you get to work, you sit down, you call Bob, and then maybe three or four other Bobs, and then go to Facebook and see who got fat. It's a priority. It's a, you know, people screw around with their email. This afternoon, I went onto my email and realized I had not touched it all day. It's not that big of a priority for me. If somebody really needs me, they text me. Yeah. You know, my day today was a, it was nuts. I think there are a lot of rabbit holes that, that people go down throughout the day as well that distract you from actually doing the things you need to do. And by things you need to do, I'm talking about three words, revenue, generating activities. And I'm not talking about you specifically, Jeffrey. I'm talking about like the, you know. I know. I know you're not chastising me, my honey. Okay, good. But you know, a lot of people out there, right? And diehard, like this is a question for yourself. Is this you? And if it is, then it's something to identify and then figure out how to change. And that question is, what is preventing you from revenue generating activities? And do you feel like being you're busy and therefore accomplishing things or has busy become an excuse to not do profitable things? Or important things. So what I've told audiences for years is sit down and do something and ask yourself the question before you do it, will this double my income? And if it won't, then you got to question either why you're doing it at all or when you should be doing it. People watch television and I say, great, watch whatever you want. Just ask yourself, will this double my income? And if it won't, then maybe there's something else you could be doing that would double your income. Maybe. And I'm not saying don't do this or don't do that. I'm just saying justify this to yourself and then you're okay. And if you can't justify it to yourself, maybe you should consider an alternate activity. Maybe you should consider an alternate use of your time. To me, that's the point. Because so many people justify, well, I'll just do this and then I'll do that. And then half an hour later, they haven't done shit. Yeah, I think, you know, when I was in sales, I noticed other people who are also selling getting caught up in the market. Wait a minute, are you out of sales already? I didn't realize you were out of sales. No, well, I'm in sales for all my life, the rest of my life. But I mean, like when I had a job that was nine to five, ah. well, they thought it was nine to five, but it wasn't for me. You know, I had an actual job and an actual boss and they expected me to hit a certain quota. Okay. Like I was like a sales gal, so to say. and. I would look around at the people, you know, who were selling on my team who were at, I don't know, I would call them an equal, right? And a lot of them would get caught up in the minutia and the details of like 
spending way too much time on proposals, spending way too much time updating their CRM, spending, and but like their CRMs would be perfect, okay? But their sales would blow. And so I think what ends up happening for a lot of people, if they don't feel comfortable selling, if they don't like how they're being asked to sell, you know, they waste time. They're not comfortable in their process. Maybe they're being forced to make cold calls right. or they're following up on a proposal that they know is going south. Right. You get sucked into this hole of becoming busy because you want to feel productive. And I understand it. Most people want to feel productive because they want to feel like they're accomplishing things. We are a society of people who rank ourselves in terms of achievement. And so, oh my God, I accomplished so much today. I got 50 new leads into Salesforce. Isn't an accomplishment you should be bragging about if you're trying to go out there and make money, okay? Efficient, effective. You can be the most efficient person in the world and not make a damn dime. Right. 100%. And so to me, it's, are you just trying to produce and be productive or are you trying to have a focus on profit and not just your company's profit if you're working for a company, but your own damn profit. And so that's why it goes back to my notion of revenue generating activities. And I love your thing with the stopwatch, Jeffrey. I would challenge the salesperson or the sales leader by saying, Stop measuring activity. I don't care how many sales calls they made. If they made one sales call and they made one sale versus if they made 52 sales calls and made one sale, it, the net result is the same, one sale. And so if I'm going to measure something, I'm going to measure results. I'm going to measure outcome. I'm going to measure final product. I well, you did 10 calls today, but you didn't sell jack shit. Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, Let's see, wasted your time, wrong people, bad ideas, bad customer. I don't know what it is. You can tell me anything, but it ain't a sale. And so you have to put yourself in the position where you are making something happen and creating some kind of an outcome or else you're just being efficient. Yeah, I did what they told me to do. I made 25 calls today. So what? (laughs) You know what? You go make your 100 calls, I'll get one referral. How about that? You go make your 100 calls and I'll get one referral and let's see who sells more at the end. I'll get one referral a day. You make 100 cold calls a day. I guarantee you, I'll kick your ass in sales. Guaranteed. It's so true. But when people are being told that they have to do it a certain way, they don't want to challenge it and they don't want to try other things. Tell your manager to fuck off and get another job. First of all, your morale is down. Second of all, your attitude is down. Third of all, your productivity is down. You're just an unhappy person in that position. And then you go home and you kick your dog or you yell at your kids or you get in an argument with your spouse. Don't kick dogs. Not cool. It's a metaphor, Jen. I know, but I don't like it. Okay. So die hard. If you're not happy with the leadership that's telling you what you perceive to be an ass backwards way of doing your job, find another job. That's my best advice that I can give you. But I'll give you a better piece of advice. Become the number one salesperson in the company, then quit. Don't quit because you're a zero. Quit because you're a winner. Just saying. And do it your way. You know, the guy says, make 100 cold calls and you're going to probably get fired anyway for getting, what do you get all those referrals for? You're fired. (laughs) 
You didn't do what I told you to do. A guy didn't follow instructions. Just go get referrals. Go make calls. Go earn referrals. Yeah, I think that, where Jeffrey is going down this path of cold calls versus referrals is a whole nother topic for a whole other time. And I hear you on that, Jeffrey. And I don't make cold calls. I don't like making cold calls. I, I totally get it. But, you know, in terms of what are you doing every day? And how are you spending your time? And are you spending your time in a way that's going to create the most profit for you? You know, only you know that. And if you're unsure, if you're spending your time in the right place, start by auditing it. Start by actually looking at your calendar and figuring out where did you spend it? Did you spend three quarters of your day on admin work? Did you spend three quarters of your day you know, calling past customers. Did you For eleven dollars an hour, you can call, get a VA, and have them do all your paperwork. <laughs> That's true. Who said you have to do the paperwork? So I'm going to end with my double your sales formula. I just want to say something. On sure. my team, our most successful rep. This was in 2013. Our most successful rep wanted an assistant so bad, like. Why should I do this paperwork? My time should be spent meeting with clients, da, 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 da. And the company would not pay for her to have an assistant. I think simply because then then everyone would want an assistant, right? Oh, my God. Perish the thought of salespeople being more productive. Hold on. She said, no problem. I'll go hire my own. And she paid for it out of her pocket. And when she was able to show the increase in her sales, all of a sudden, that expense became a company expense. So if you don't like that admin stuff and like, I don't know, by you spending more time in front of your customers, you're going to make more money, then pay for it out of your pocket. Right. And stop blaming other people for the shit that they won't do when you could easily do it yourself. You have your own money now. I don't know whether you're aware of that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So Jeffrey, right, what's so your double your money formula? Go to any kind of discount store, Walmart, Target, and get a stopwatch. And every time you sit down in front of someone that can say yes to you, a decision maker, not a nodder, someone that can actually pull the trigger, you click the stopwatch when you start the meeting and you click the stopwatch when you end the meeting and you put it into memory. And at the end of the day, you hit memory recall and see how many minutes, how many hours you spent in front of someone that could actually say yes to you. You will find it's about an hour, maybe an hour and a half a day. If you want to double your sales, the formula is very simple. Double the amount of time that you spend in front of people that can say yes to you. Plain and simple. Mic drop. I love that. I love that, Jeffrey. Yeah. The last time I dropped the mic, it broke. So I'm going to leave it intact. <laughs> yeah, don't actually drop it. It's just... Exactly. When and you tell me earlier, it's a phrase, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, until next time, I'm Jen Gittimer. I'm Jeffrey Gittimer. I'm reminding you to get out there and make a sale, even if your ass falls off, even if it's a cold call. Thank you so much for listening to Sell or Die. We hope that this episode has helped you transform the way you think, given you new ideas, and provided you a new perspective on the sales and business challenges that you face every day. 
so you can get out there and win the customer all the way to the bank. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us help more people just like you make a difference in this world. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories and tag us at Jeffrey Gittimer and at Jen Gittimer. See See you you next week. week.